Hi there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Hi there. I am so excited that you are here for another episode of the Render Podcast. It has now been, gosh, I think two or three months that we've been doing podcasting and it has been such a ride. It has been so exciting. I've had countless amounts of emails and text messages and phone calls from some of our listeners just saying how much they love hearing about, you know, a fresh perspective on event rental businesses and just businesses in general. And so I'm excited to keep doing this with y'all. Keep the good vibes rolling. It helps me so much be able to prepare for these episodes and to really get into it. So I'm excited that it's making a difference to some people. If you have not yet given us a review for the podcast and you've enjoyed anything that has come out of my mouth or somebody else's on this podcast, please write a review just saying how much you love it. It will encourage not only our team, but it will also encourage other people who are interested in, you know, listening to this whole podcast here. Well, this episode is all about how to thrive and how to go through event businesses alone and really try to do it well. So I want to start off with this episode kind of telling you a little bit about my story and then encourage you a little bit because I've been there. I've been right where you're at. And if you have followed our business for any amount of time really at all, you'll probably know that we have a large team that works for me. You might be thinking, oh, she probably doesn't know much about it. But let me tell you, I have been there and it is tough. Well, I'm so excited that you want to start this journey or that you want to learn more about how to thrive in your event business. Well, when I started my business in 2012, I remember thinking that there was no way I would be able to do all of this with not a ton of capital investment. However, there was so many lessons and failures I've had over the last eight years that I've been in business. I've figured it out. I've started with a small amount of cash. I've worked a full-time job to fund my business for the first three years of my business. I reinvested every single penny back into the business to build it little by little by little to where it is today. In 2017 is when I finally made the jump to go from being a solopreneur to hiring my first employee. So that's also the same year, by the way, that I stepped away from my full-time job and went straight into this business full-time. Before, I was working for a realtor and dove full-time into this business and hired my first employee. Today, I have five full-time employees that work for me and we produce over 300 events per year with a revenue that's able to support this business and pour into each person who works on my team. However, to get where we are today, I had to do a lot of really tough work to get here. I've had to work alone. I've had to really press forward even when I didn't want to. Just so you know, you've found someone who gets it. I hope you continue listening to this podcast because I can't wait to be a part of your journey and to help encourage you along the way. 
I've seen the late nights loading up those trucks. I've also seen the early mornings preparing for the same day's events. And I've smashed a finger or two under a sofa that was way too heavy for my own good. I've wept away sweat and tears simultaneously. Yes. It's possible to wipe away both sweat and tears. And I get that running a business flawlessly is near impossible. In fact, it is impossible because we're going to make mistakes and failures along the way. But I've learned and failed my way to figuring out the strategies and the things that work to be able to result in profit and to also result in a joyful, joyous life. So I'm excited to dive in with you today. You might be sitting on the edge of an idea for this business, or maybe you've already started it. Regardless, maybe you have some fear in the unknown surrounding this new adventure. Trust me, I get it. I was right there with you. And to be completely honest, sometimes I still am. Sometimes I still have similar feelings of fear and anxiety surrounding business. However, I know that through my journey specifically, I've learned what it takes to continually stand back up. And I'm saying that from the perspective of I've been through it. And now I'm looking on this side and looking back and thinking, gosh, what would I would have wanted to know back then? Because back then I was not in the right headspace to be able to think about it from an outside perspective because I was in the thick of it and I was trying to do literally every single thing in the business, which I know that if you're listening to this and you're a solopreneur, you're probably in the same boat. I want you to know that I'm here. I get it. It is tough. It is so, so stinking tough. But I'm proud of you. I'm proud of everything that you have put together. I'm proud that you have stuck around. I know that if you are anything like us, and trust me, I know that you are because we've all gone through this crazy season, that you've been through tough things before and you just came out or you're still in the thick and middle of it, but you've just come out of a really tough situation and season and I get it. But I want to express to you before I give you this super quick tips and tricks to thriving as a solopreneur, I want to express that I'm so proud of you and for all that you're doing and all the decisions that you've had to make over the last few months and few years that you've been in business. I know that owning a small business can be so overwhelming, especially with this crazy 2020 year. But craziness aside, I know that you are someone who cares about your people and your community and will do whatever it takes. And I'm proud of you for even thinking that. You've probably seen tough times before, but I want you to know that it's only shaping you for the seasons ahead. I have been right where you are. In fact, recently went through the same thing. While I know that it probably wasn't one of the toughest or maybe it perhaps was, I've learned so much through this hardship and I know that you have too. The more time that you and your business continue on, the higher heights you will continue to reach. And with each additional step, there's always going to be a new challenge that will either shape you and build you or it will test your limits and cause you to fall. But even when you fall and even when those limits get tested, you're going to then have the decision to say, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it differently so I don't fall like that again. Or it's going to take you out. And I hope that the latter is not true. I hope it does not take you out. But you're going to have a challenge with every single step. Because it just is what it is. That's part of being a small business owner. Choosing the one that shapes you and builds you. 
That's the right choice. That's the one that you want to go forward because it's going to shape you into the business owner that you're going to be in a year from now, in two years from now, and 10 years from now. Being a solopreneur means you don't get recognized for a lot of those late nights early mornings and taking out the trash and doing all the little things that gets you to build the business that you are building and dreaming up. And so it doesn't mean that the big wins and celebrations aren't going to go too unnoticed, but you might have to celebrate yourself. You might have to build in time into those massive events or into those small little victories to celebrate and to really come alongside yourself and say, hey, you know what? That was a great job. I did a really good thing there and celebrate that. I know that I am not the best at celebrating. I have to literally put it in our staff meeting notes to remind myself that we need to celebrate little wins because I'm just always on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But we need to sit down and just truly sit in the fact that we have done something so incredible and amazing. And it can be as little as um, getting one inquiry in a day versus zero for months. And it can be as big as, hey, we did this massive event and it went off without a hitch. Gosh, it can be anywhere in between those. But celebrate the little wins and the big wins and you're going to be so much more happy that you do. And what I want you to do is go about this life of solopreneurship flawlessly and gracefully. So before we get into those steps, I want to let you know that we have a Facebook community of other rental pros. So if you're listening to this and you own a rental company, are dreaming of owning a rental company, or want to expand your current business into owning inventory and renting it out, join our Facebook group. So that group is rental companies nationwide. There is tons of other rental companies in it, and I want you to be a part of it because it's just a forum where we can talk openly with other rental companies about, you know, some of our struggles or where we need to buy something or or something that comes up in your mind and you want someone to understand what you're talking about. So join that community group. We'll put it in the show notes so that you remember to go join that, but I can't wait to see you in there. I personally am in there. My employees are, and I'm excited to join you in there. Let's get into the bulk of this podcast episode. So, this episode is all about how do we thrive as a rental company or as a small business owner, even at that. I mean, it's tough. It is so tough. And we've already talked about the things that make it tough and the things that are hard in our businesses. And so from here on, we are really going to dive into specifics of what we can do and how we can model our businesses and model our lives to be a little bit more efficient, be a little bit um, easier on us so that we can really thrive and really dive into what we're doing. So the very first tip I have for you is routines. Getting into a routine. Man, this one's tough. I did not have any routines. In fact, I had the opposite of routines, whatever that would be. When I was a solopreneur, I wish I would have had more of a routine. And when I'm talking about routine, it can be as simple as, hey, I get up at this time and this is what I do now and I stop work at this time and then I make dinner and and whatever you want it to be. I mean, it can be as specific or not as specific as you want it to be. But having some sort of a routine is such a good thing to have. I know that in more recent months and years, I have been more strict about my routines. However, 
I will say this with an asterisk because I have two kiddos and a husband, two dogs and a team and this mind of mine that is a crazy entrepreneurial mind, which means I think up things all the time. You can ask my team. But that being said, you have to have some flexibility with your routines and go into making your routines with the mindset of I can change this if I need to and I'm going to test things out and figure out what works for me. I know that within the last couple of years, the routine of getting up super early, going to bed early as well, and having a good night's sleep, getting your workout in, getting all these things in has been such a hype and you might do that. In fact, I do that. However, I have to be graceful with myself. And so that's what I mean here. I mean, you know, if you are a morning person, gosh, get up and have your morning routine. But if you're a night person, have an evening routine that makes sense for you don't feel like you have to match everybody else's routine. Just because I like to get up early and go to bed early does not mean that you have to. Just because you like to stay up late and get up later doesn't mean your neighbor has to. Doesn't mean your partner has to. Doesn't mean your team has to. If you have a certain thing that works for you, keep doing it. Don't change it just because you want to fit in or just because you want a certain stigma of, I get up early and I do my workout before I start anything. Well, cut the crap and just do what works best for you. Do what works best for you when it comes to routines. And I think you'll really appreciate that because I know that my husband, for example, he is not a morning person. Let me repeat that. He is not a morning person. He is only a morning person when he gets to go hunting with his friends. However, on a daily basis, he likes to get up late or stay up late. And that is perfectly fine. And so that is his deal. That's what works for him. That's not how I operate. However, you need to figure out what works best for you and have a routine that works best for you. There is so many different routines online that I'm sure you could go look up and figure out, hey, what does a routine kind of consist of? Well, it means that you have certain regimen things that happen in your life on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. And so put some routines in your life. Tip number two I have for you is set up some business hours for you and for yourself. I didn't do this. In fact, I didn't have business hours until I had a team who said, hey, we need some business hours. And I wish I would have. Honestly, I wish I would have because... And I'm going to tell you a little story to give you some perspective on why you need some business hours. Because you might be thinking when I said, hey, you need to set some business hours, you might have thought, no, I don't. I just do it on my own. So I do it at all hours of the day and I can do it whenever I want. I want you to save yourself from some things that might be able to throw you off track. So back in 2017, I was working a full-time job working as an assistant to a realtor who also had another company as well. And I was working full-time for them. I was also working full-time in my business as a side hustle, was trying to make all the things happen. I will also mention that I was a single mom and I had my son in 2015, so he was about two years old. And those of you who have two-year-olds or have had two-year-olds know how stressful and crazy that time can be because they just don't listen, you know? In 2017, I was under a ton of stress. I finally stepped away from my full-time job as an assistant. I stepped down full-time and to start and embark my new time and being into my what was then my side hustle, now my new full-time job, I went to this conference. It was a specific conference for rental companies called London Gather. And it was their first year doing it. It was down in Austin. I live in Dallas. It was a couple hour trip. And I was sitting in the audience listening to the speakers and it was 
incredible. I was learning so much. And I looked down at my hand, on the top of my hand, I think it was my left hand, on the top of my hand, there was, it looked like a massive bruise that was starting to form. And I was like, that's weird. I didn't have a bruise on my hand before. And I don't remember hitting my hand on something. So that's kind of odd. Well, I kept listening and it wasn't hurting. So I wasn't really concerned with it. So I kept listening. And the second day, the what looked like a bruise had spread even further and into one of my fingers. And naturally, I called my mom because one, she's my mom. And two, because she is a nurse. And I just called her. I stepped outside. It was like a really great presentation that was happening at the conference. And I politely excused myself, went to the bathroom. I called my mom and was like, hey, mom, there's this weird thing happening on my hand. and I don't really know what it is. It doesn't hurt, doesn't sting or anything, but it's just this like kind of bruise looking thing happening on my arm and in my hand. And she was like, oh, that's odd. You'll be home tomorrow. So come into my house. Let's check it out. So I went over when we got back. She was like, yeah, that does look odd. You should probably go get that checked out. And so I went to my internist and he started asking me questions about my life and what it looked like and saying, you know, I just quit my full-time job and I'm, you know, going full into my new rental business. And well, it wasn't so new, but yeah, you know, I was going into this rental business being a new full-time into this. I'm also a single mom and, you know, here's some things going on in my life. Well, he was like, what does your sleep schedule look like? I have a two-year-old who also shares a room with me because I was broke then and gets up in the middle of the night and go, I go to bed super late because I'm trying to work on my business and I get up super early and he was like, okay, what does your eating habits look like? Sometimes I forget to eat my lunch because I'm just so busy and I don't really have a breakfast. Then I'll just pig out at dinner because I'm just so starving. He's like, all right, here's what I am noticing and what I'm going to guess is happening to your body. He said, your schedule and your office hours are all out of whack. You are working so much. You're working like 80 to 90 hours a week, if not more. You are a single mom, which is stressful. You're a mom of a two-year-old, which is stressful. You are not sleeping and you're not eating. And so this is where one and two, the routines and setting up business hours come into play. He said, I need you to set up routines and I need you to set up some business hours because if you do not, this will catch up to you and you will continue to get this growth that's happening and this bruise-like thing that's happening. But this bruise thing that's happening on your hand is just a warning to your body saying something's off. Something is not right. He took some blood tests and ran a couple tests and he said, you have some really concerning things happening. But I want you to do these things first to see if that's going to make a difference. And I did. I was eating more regularly, drinking more water, having a routine, sleeping more. And amazingly, it went away. And my blood test came back positive. And and it was a good thing that was happening. And he said, that's the key. You are stressing yourself out too much. You are working too much. You are doing too much. And I need you to settle down. And so that's when I hired my first employee. I said, all right. Well, I cannot do this entire business on my own and not have someone help me out. So I had people start on my team and we kept growing and thankfully that hasn't come back and I can now kind of see the warning signs in my body now when things get too out of control and and I can figure it out. My back starts hurting a little bit and I'm getting dehydrated or getting tired or getting dizzy. 
And those are the signs that now for me and my body happen when I am getting a little out of control and getting to a place where I need to settle down and I need to reschedule some things. So that's tip number one, routines. Tip number two was set some business hours. I don't want what happened to me to happen to you. I don't want you to get to a place where you are trying to figure out these warning signs for you. And and maybe it's not that for you. Maybe you won't get warning signs. Maybe something drastically will happen if you're stressing yourself out way too much. I see so many business owners who stress themselves out and get to a place where they don't even enjoy and they don't even like their job anymore. So they never go into their business full time. They just keep it as a side hustle or they let it fizzle out because it's too hard and it's too much. Well, don't do that to yourself. Set some business hours. And if you, if I were to set a business hour of 1 p.m. and then only start work at 9 a.m., I would get so much work done in those hours. Let me tell you, I would get so much work done because I would know that my time is limited and I would know that I only have these few hours in this day to get stuff done. And so you might need to do that for yourself. And it's going to take some trial and error trying to figure out what works for you and the way that you show up for your business, but put some business hours out there and stick to them and then try it out for, you know, a series of a couple weeks. And if it doesn't work, tweak it a little bit. Try a different time frame. Maybe that's what works better for you. But set business hours for you and what works for you. Okay, the third tip I have for you is hire a virtual assistant. Why do I say that? Well, let me preface this by saying I have never hired a virtual assistant. However, if I could have hired a virtual assistant back in 2014 or 2016, I would have done it. I would have done it because I can now see from the other side that a virtual assistant probably would have helped me out a whole lot. And at the time, I kind of only thought you know, if I'm going to hire, I need to hire full-time and I need to go all in on hiring. Well, that's not necessarily true. You don't have to go all in on hiring. You can just hire a personal assistant or a virtual assistant to come help you out and to take care of some of those emails and galleries and social media and some of those mundane tasks that can be learned and trained to somebody else. So consider it. Try figuring it out. Again, I don't know a ton about them, However, I know that if you are on podcasts right now and you want to go search that, go to the search bar and type in virtual assistant and I'm sure a ton of shows will come up. All right, tip number four is use a software to help you out. Using a software will help you with having to double check things that you may not have remembered to check off. The couple things that we love is Google. I'm sure that you are familiar with it. If you are a human being in 2020, you know what Google is. And so what we do is we use the entire G Suite. We have our drive in there, which acts as like our Dropbox. We store everything in there. We also use it for Google Sheets and Google Docs and Google Slides. And so we do everything within Google because it's easy. It's where our email is hosted as well. And then we also have a software called Asana. You can also get a similar software called Notion, but it's essentially a project management tool that says, hey, I'm working on these certain things and here's the tasks that it needs, uh, that needs to happen to get this done. And then you can assign dates and extra descriptions and extra tasks to those other tasks. Instead of having a sheet of paper or instead of having a running Google Doc, You could use a software like Asana 
which by the way is free, to just go in and figure out what needs to get done to get this project off the ground and get this project going. If you are a rental company or if you're a company that has product, I would recommend a software like Good Shuffle Pro. It's one of our favorite softwares. In fact, we've done a couple ads for it over the last few episodes, and so I'm not going to give you an ad for this time. However, Good Shuffle Pro is our favorite software to be able to make custom quotes and then also host all of our inventory in so that we could plug those into quotes as well. I highly, highly, highly recommend Good Shuffle Pro. I'll put the link for um, our little promo code that gets you 30 days free in the show notes. So go check that out. Tip number five is join some sort of a community near you, near and wide. I want you to join somewhere that is local to you and then that you can access all over the nation and all over the world. The best one I have for you, which I already mentioned, was that rental companies nationwide on Facebook. Highly recommend that. And then locally, which also can be nationally, is NACE or ILEA or MPI, one of those networking associations that you can get into on a local level, but then also go to, you know, nationwide as well. I also recommend getting involved in something like Thursday Therapy or Rising Tide Society, something like that that you can access locally. But definitely join that rental companies nationwide on Facebook. And then my last tip for you for today is time block and intentionally plan out your tasks. Figure out what that looks like to you and plan it out. Figure out what works and what doesn't. I have never really time blocked until more recently and it helps me so much because it gives me the excuse to close down all other things except for that one thing that I'm working on and really go all in on that instead of multitasking. I'm the queen of multitasking. Ask my husband. He will tell you the same thing. And so having a time block of where I'm only focusing on this one thing right now is such a great thing for me. Again, try it out. Figure out what works for you, but intentionally plan out your tasks throughout your day. Well, those are my tips for thriving as a solopreneur. I also have these tips in a PDF in an extra video for you to watch. And we'll link that in the show notes for you as well. But otherwise, I hope this has been helpful and has given you maybe just a little glimpse into what my life looked like as a solopreneur and how I've been able to now take that time in my life and pour back into you and figure it out with you. So I'm excited that you have joined in on this podcast episode and I hope you click some of those links in the show notes because I think they are going to be so helpful for you. Thanks for joining in on this podcast episode and we'll see you next week. Hey there, thanks for joining in on this podcast episode. I'm so excited that you listened in. I hope that it has helped you in some way in your life and that you can apply some of those tips and tricks to your own life. So I know that we've said it over and over every single week on the podcast that we go live on our Instagram page on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. However, we have changed that. We are now going live on our Instagram page at The Render Podcast on Fridays at 12 p.m. So I hope that you join us there. That is a great place where you can ask any questions and hear a little bit more from us on this topic specifically. And so join us over there. Also subscribe and write a review if you have time and you've liked this episode. Thanks for joining in and we'll see you next week.